Welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope that it blesses you. Thanks, Eric. Oh, now I'm incredibly loud, so I'm going to move this way, way back. Because I'm just noisy. Can you still hear me? Yes. Don't really need a microphone unless you're on one of those um, loopy things. So we want to reread some of those verses and just read it again in some different translations. So, if you've got your Bible and you want to compare it, feel free. I'm going to look back at verses 17 through to 20. And we're just going to read them in some different ways. And I'm going to unpack um, what I believe God's saying through that this morning. So verse 17, and this is in uh, Rose's favourite translation, the New Living. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all that fullness of life and power that comes from God. And then um, a modern translation. It's a paraphrase, really, that adds, I think, some richness to this. Paul's prayer again. And I ask Christ that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of God's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full of the fullness of God. If I do this, and this, and this, what does it remind you of? Come on, Andrew, tell me, what does it remind you of? The crucifixion. He's been reading the same commentaries as me. God's love. God's love, four-dimensional in this reading. The width, the breadth the depth, the height, and how we see it in the cross. Anybody else got a different, doing the exercises? Does it take anybody back anywhere? Somebody's gonna have to talk loudly to me because I'm going deaf. It's a bit like exercises. Can I take you back to when you were like little and you were in Sunday school? And I go like this. Oh, it's... See, I knew! This lot, no, because we've, we've... Yes, do you remember it? Come on, Gillian, you must know it. So it's a very old chorus. I mean, and I reckon it probably was going on for about 30 or 40 years by the time I learned how to sing it. So it's wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above. You remember it now, Wendy. Deep, deep as the deepest sea is my Saviour's love. I, though so unworthy, or like this, depending on your tradition, still am a child of his care. 
For his book teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. Okay, does it ring some bells now? Right, so we're going to have a go. So those of you that don't know the words, you're on actions. I won't make you stand up, but you can do it. You need to stand up because you don't, don't want to... Because just be careful when you do that. You need some space. Okay? So I'm going wide, wide, wide. Where we go? Wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above. Deep, deep as the deepest sea is my Saviour's love. I, though so unworthy, still am a child of his care. For his book teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere. Oh, very good. Okay, that, that was your audition for the Christmas choir. I'm pleased to say that you're all in, although I have absolutely no responsibility at all. The truths that we used to sing, and I was at Sunday school in the 70s, and then I was definitely teaching it in Sunday school in the 80s and the 90s. And when I was singing it in my kitchen this week, my son, who's nearly 14, goes, I've been trying to forget that song. So it was still being used in the 2000s. This song, which this basic Sunday school songs, they were so simple. And yet the truth is so similar. And nowadays, when we're teaching people things, they teach us to give them actions, to remember it. It's not just, you know, Rachel and her beautiful signing for people that can't, um, can't hear. It's all of us to have it in our body. One of my favorite prayer journals gets me to do different actions each day. And in that, we do the different actions to remember how much God loves us, how much we give up to him, and how much we receive. So we're talking about four-dimensional love this morning. I've got another song there, but we're not going there because you won't know that one. You won't. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power no boundary known unto men. No, Salvation Army, if you're not in the Salvation Army, it won't, won't mean anything. I've got a whole list of them you could have had this morning. We could have just sung our way through the whole morning. God's love. How wide, when you think of the width of that. So Paul is praying, first of all. We've got two parts to this prayer. And first of all, he talks about what we are, what we are based on. What is our foundation? He says, start in this place, and then we move on. So he has two images, rooted and established. If something is established, I'm told by the commentators, it's like foundations. And it's, I'm going back to Sunday school again. You know what's coming, don't you? The wise man built his house upon the rock, yes? <laughs> we'll come there later. We'll have Sunday school one week and we'll do all the old choruses. We build on the rock. And Paul is praying that this is where you are, you are um, based. You want to build on the rock, not on the sand that we talked about. And when the rain came tumbling down, the house on the sand fell flat. You are to be rooted and stand firm. And Paul is praying at the beginning of this prayer. You're going to establish your roots on the rock, the rock that is Christ. Or establish your foundations. But beyond your foundations, you've got roots. 
Now, there are lots of different types of roots, and there are some really horrible ones. If you've got cooch grass in your garden, you've got this one sprig of grass that goes up like this, and you think, I'll just pull that out and it'll be gone. And then you realise the root goes sideways, and another one pops up, and it goes sideways, and I'm doing Indian dancing now. And if you break any of it, the roots start another plant. Don't really think that Christ wants us to be like that type of root. But you've got those other roots on healthy plants that go down, and then they have the little roots that come off the side. And if you go to the garden centre, and the TV programmes tell you to do this, to check if your plant is healthy, you just lift it out of its pot slightly to see what happens. And what you want to see when you lift that plant out of the pot is that the roots are holding the soil together, but not so much that the roots are going all the way round and round the pot, that they don't have the potential to grow out. I think Paul wants us to be like that plant, which when you pick it up out of the soil, the soil goes with it. And even when you give it a shake, those little tiny roots, the really hairy ones, still hold on to the soil. And even if you've got a dead plant, as I've got a few at the moment, and I desoil them, those roots are still holding on to that soil. Paul is praying to the Ephesians and to us, because this is a letter to the Ephesian church, but a letter to everyone, that we have that type of relationship. And that type of relationship only comes when those roots put in the work. The roots of the plants have to push themselves through the soil. They have to hold on. A bit like my climber that's going everywhere. It's got its tendrils that comes out and it twirls on. We want to hold on. So Paul's first prayer to the Ephesian church, get your foundations on the rock, but then grasp and really take in this soil. And then he moves on after that's where your roots are. And he says, I want you to have an experience. I want you to experience the love of God. Now, I could talk for hours about what it means to experience or not the love of God or, the, or love in general. I said to my husband last night, what does it mean, love? And he goes, oh, no, go to bed. The dictionary definition, which got very waterlogged on my piece of paper on the way here, it talks about um, an expression of affection. Christian virtue based on compassion and kindness. I'm not going to do the Greek because there's seven types of love and it gets very confusing. But love, we need to see it. We need to feel it. We need to experience it. And that's what Paul wants. It's what uh, Val prayed. We need to experience love. And we don't always do that. And Paul explains to help them experience the love, what Christ's love is like. He talks about the breadth. Now Paul is writing to the Ephesians and he says in the beginning of the chapter, this is for everyone now. Before it was a mystery, now it's for everybody. Before it was for the Jews, now it's for everybody to understand. That breadth of Christ's love is for everybody. Nobody is excluded. There is no one to whom this does not apply. This breadth of love, or the width, depending on how you talk about it. The length of God's love. 
It goes on forever and ever and ever. It was before we were and it will be after we have gone. It's not ending. It's not time bound. It's not time limited. It goes on forever. The depths of God's love. And this is where the, the, death, the cross really comes into its own. Christ's love is for everybody no matter how low they have stooped. So much so that he went down to the depths. That's what we say in our liturgy. He went down to the depths and he rose up again. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are, how low you think you've sunk, how unworthy you are, Christ still loves you. And because he loves you so much, he's going to take you up to the heights. Because Christ's love is a love that changes. What's our vision? Come on, radically transforming lives in the love, love and power of Jesus. Christ's love is transforming. It lifts it up. If you go and read, um, a lot of you know I'm a, a salvationist by major tradition. Um, the history of the Salvation Army. They went to the people that were literally in the gutter. And next to them, uh, one of the mercy seats, was a lady of the manor. And you had this guy from the gutter and this lady of the manor seeking Christ together. And this guy was lifted from the gutter. We want to transform lives. Christ doesn't want to leave us where he are, we were. He wants to take us somewhere further. And that never stops. So that's what Christ's love is. It's for all of us. My questions, and I have four of them. I tried to have three to be a good preacher, but I couldn't get rid of the fourth one. But they are all alliterations, so they're all beginning with R. So you can remember them. Oh, there's a fifth one, R for remember. First of all, are you rooted in Christ's love? Do you spend time putting your roots down and really engaging with God? Are you rooted? Is that what you will come back to every time? So many of us are rooted in our family history and our actions are rooted in what our parents did, our grandparents did, our, our generations before us. We call to be rooted in God, to be rooted in Christ's love. So how many of us just need to reroute ourselves, to take ourselves out of that sand and put ourselves on the rock that is Christ? Are you rooted in God's love? Second R, have you responded to Christ's love? Have you taken the step that said, yes, I believe Christ died for me? Have you responded and said, I'm going to give my life to you? Fourth one, do you recognize God's love? What is your viewpoint in this? So sometimes my husband will say, I love you, you know, and I, if I'm in a particularly grumpy mood, will say, but I don't often see it. And it generally means he hasn't done the washing up or put things away or done something that I think is love, expresses love. How much are we looking for what God has done for us? How much do we realize that as we go through life, as we talk to the people around us, that they are showing God's love? We, uh, two weeks ago, we went to New Wine, and just before we went, we knew that we had another week's holiday. 
and we hadn't planned anything. And I was getting really grumpy because it's like it would be a wasted week and I want to go away. And we were going round and round in circles. And we were looking for something really cheap because we didn't have any much money. And uh, we have this guy that rents out houses. And I said, look, let us just ring him and see if he's got any of his properties available. Like a week before we need it, what's the chance of that? Because he only charges ridiculously low rents every time. Um, but we rang him. And he did. And he said, it'll, we'll just charge you for the number of days you want, and it'll be this. I'm great. This is cheaper than going to a hotel for one night. And I've got a whole house. And the next morning, he rings up and says, I charged you the full rate. I didn't charge you the last minute rate. I'm taking £10 off a night. And then we're there, and... Um, they were due to have people in after us, but the people in after us decided they were coming a day later. And so he rung us up and said, stay another night. Love in action. I choose to believe that that's God looking after us, knowing what we needed and displaying his love through others. How much do you recognize when something happens that God has done that? And how much do you, for our fourth are reflect that to others if you know that christ loves you that christ died for you and god loves you how are you reflecting love to others are you somebody who people recognize as a person of love or are you somebody that people say oh she's a grumpy old whatset are you reflecting Christ's love. So my questions for you to ponder, to respond to, are, firstly, have you responded to Christ's call? Having responded, are you rooted in God's love? Do you recognize when he's working in your life? And do you reflect that love out to others? Have a ponder this week. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.